You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. And running has been my guardian angel in a way throughout my, you know, like the past four and a half or five years since I started doing that. And, you know, even with launching a business, it's, it's, it's been very helpful because it gave me so much confidence and so much stamina and just, you know, besides being a physical sport, running, as you know, is all in your head. It's more of So it gave me that confidence that everything is possible because, you know, five years ago, marathon for me was not possible. And it made me believe that it is. So same thing with business. I, this is my first business. I've never had a business before or I've never dreamt of starting a business. And it gave me confidence to really reassess and think. And I feel like the trip to Moscow to run a marathon, it's sort of ominous that that served as that starting point for me to think about the business or think about connecting my life in the US and my Russian background. And because of running, it all came together. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative, movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salar. Today on the podcast, I sync up with Maria Carr, the founder of the groundbreaking beauty company, Rumor Beauty. Rumor is the first Russian-focused online beauty shop to launch in the U.S. with a curated selection of emerging and popular Russian skincare brands and products that highlight the simple, nature-forward, and elegant foundations of the Russian approach to skincare. Before we get started, shout out to our partners, Inside Tracker. On this episode, Maria and I sync up about her background in PR and communications within the beauty world and how that inspired her to innovate and launch Rumor. We talk about what it was like starting a company in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic and how this new venture amplifies her passion for her home country of Russia. Maria shares the core values of Russian beauty and discusses some of her favorite products. Maria is also a runner and marathoner, So we sync up about the intersection of fitness and skincare, like the importance of proper hydration and wearing lots of sunscreen when you're out on your run. We also talk about her journey to running a marathon, to running the Moscow Marathon and New York City, and what that training process looked like for her and some of the parallels she draws from running marathons to building a business. I hope you enjoy our conversation. If you do like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple. Head over to the app wherever you listen. Click on the Marnie on the Move podcast. Scroll through the episodes. Click on the five stars and then click on leave a review and tell us what you love about the podcast. Also, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter, the download, and share what you're listening to on your social channels. Take a screenshot Share it in your stories, share it on your Facebook, or even on LinkedIn. All right, now, on to my conversation with Maria Carr. You have worked in the beauty business 
for over a decade in both PR and marketing. And during the pandemic, you launched your own beauty company. How has it been starting a new business? And why did you make the decision to start it now at this point in your life? Yeah, that's uh, that's a great question. Um, and, you know, the idea, you know, the first seed has been planted back in 2019 when I went to Moscow, actually, uh, for a marathon. I wanted to run a marathon abroad, and uh, I discovered that Moscow was hosting um, a marathon race, and I decided to give it a try, and it was so spontaneous. It was literally on a whim. I registered, I bought my tickets, and while in Moscow, I sort of reconnected with my culture because I'm originally from Russia and I haven't been in 10 years. So for me, like that idea of being there and like walking the streets of Moscow, inhaling that air, looking at people around me, it was just so inspirational. And I, at first I didn't know what to do with that. It just, it was the first seed. And then I, I started to think more about what Russian, you know, why, why Russian women have this subtle elegance about them. Like what, 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 what's the secret behind their beauty? What's the secret behind their good skin? And at that point, I already felt so disconnected from the culture. So myself, I couldn't even pinpoint that. And I started to dig deeper. And then I discovered Russian beauty products. And then I realized that working in the beauty industry for so long, I haven't heard a single word or I haven't seen a single thing when it comes to Russian beauty here in the US. And it was a bit of a surprise because I've seen and tried products from all over the world, from Asia to Australia, and I've known so many global brands, but nothing from my home country. And comparing what I've seen there back in 2019 and seeing what I've been seeing here, and there was a disconnect that just didn't, didn't feel right to me. And that's when the idea started to take form and shape. And I thought about Russian beauty and introducing Russian beauty brands to the American consumers. And I also felt like, okay, if there is no one who's talking about that, maybe it should be me. And I, I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. I'm like, okay, like how, how do we even approach that? Like, how right. do I start the conversation? And, you know, the, the question of COVID, I feel like if anything, it made things easier yeah. because it allowed me to have conversations with brand partners abroad and, you know, have my day job and still doing something on the side. And it helped me like having the time on my hands and not even um, having a need to travel overseas right. that helped me with starting a company and um you know other than that i i do feel like uh beauty has been doing really well as a category regardless of whether it's covid or not yeah and people are very much into self-care so yeah everything everything worked out and i you know when when we launched i realized that you know if i want to talk about russian beauty i really need to focus on that and that was the decision for me to actually leave my job my corporate job and focus solely on the business so tell me about remor beauty and the inspiration behind your very cool new beauty concept yeah, so, you know, while I was in Russia, I was so inspired by the looks of, you know, the beautiful skin of Russian women. And, you know, Russian women are known for their looks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when globally. I hear like about somebody, that would be probably one of the top things I would ask is like, what's your beauty routine? And then nutrition. But yeah. Yeah. And the thing is that they are known for the looks, but there is no conversation about how they get to that point. Like there is a conversation about what products they're using. And it's good to you, you know, like you always ask this question, but, you know, unless you do, there is not too much information available. 
And that made, that was very inspiring to me because I'm like, okay, because if, if this concept exists, if the stereotype exists, then why there is not, why, why does it still remain a mystery? Why is it a secret? So I wanted to really get to the bottom of it, really wanted to um, do the research and also look, look into my family secrets and understand what women in my family have been doing for generations. And I discovered that, um, you know, throughout the years for various political, economical, social reasons, like for the most part, 20th century, people in Russia have been relying on natural remedies and homemade concoctions. And it was herbal ingredients, um, you know, botanicals, flowers, uh, you know, trees, berries, whatever you could find in the forest or in the field or even in your own garden. And women were relying on those things for so long. And yeah, it was kind of like super ahead of the curve in terms of beauty and wellness. Yeah. And it seems very, you know, uh, it doesn't seem modern on one hand, but now as we look into what's happening with the society, people are going back to the natural roots and there is this connection with wellness and nature that people are trying to reestablish. Right. Um, yeah. And now, I mean, again, as I said before, for the most part of the 20th century, there hasn't been much available in terms of manufactured products. It was all, you know, people like whatever they could do themselves. So, and there were some products, but the imports were very expensive. There were not too many of them. Um, Russian made beauty products were very scars they were not attractive they were not beauty products in a way that we are familiar with beauty products right. so it was uh, it was it was definitely interesting but now about 15 years ago things started to change so um more and more brands are emerging and they do go back into that traditional concept of nature um all those traditional recipes of course there are brands that don't rely on nature as right. much but for uh, the idea of natural beauty and clean beauty and ingredients that are good for you inside and out, um, you know, sustainability, all of those things play a very important role. How many different brands does Remore offer right now? So we carry six different brands right now. Uh, there are many, many more that we were thinking about, like those that we wanted to work with, those that wanted to work with us, but we decided to take it slow and launch with six brands. Um, right now we have about 50 products. And they vary from cleansers to moisturizers to masks, everything else in between. So it's, it's a pretty robust assortment of different things that suit different skin types, different concerns, different age groups. Yeah. And who knows, maybe in the future we'll introduce additional categories because right now it's only skincare, facial skincare. But there is so much to explore when it comes to hair care and body and, you know, all, e even um, makeup. So there are many categories that are still undiscovered, but hopefully we will be able to tap into them soon. By bringing all of these Russian beauty brands to the U.S., you are pioneering a new category in the world of beauty that has huge potential. It's very similar to how K-beauty just popped up onto the beauty scene, but it had been sort of growing for at least 10 years. Uh, well, that, that, that's the goal. Um, I mean, we don't, like, we, we are very different compared to what K-Beauty has to offer. Yes. It's, it's a separate universe, but in terms of the growth and, you know, the development of that, this is a very new trend. As I mentioned before, Russian beauty just started to emerge about 15 years ago yeah. or so. 
So there's definitely a lot of work that needs to be done both in Russia and outside just because the category is growing and developing and new brands are emerging literally every month, every week. Like, I don't know, like even since when we started, I've been seeing many more brands entering the market over there. So it's uh, it's interesting. And I'm very curious to see where, where this movement, uh, like what will it turn into? Um, even, yes, like comparing to K-beauty, that industry was that category was starting out you know like maybe even 10 years ago or so not so many people knew that and it sort of started to come to the surface i'd say in about 2014 2015 and now it's uh it's a big thing it's like standalone category standalone industry. so what are some products that you think if somebody wanted to kind of get started and get acquainted with some of these products that you offer on Remora Beauty, what would you suggest? It's challenging and there are lots of things that I personally love. I curated the assortment, so it's, it's really hard. They're all my little babies in a way. But if I were to name a few things, I'd say, and also looking at what people were really enjoying over the past few months on our yeah. site, I'd say it's our anti-stress serum. Um, that has niacinamide, that has seabuckthorn extract. Seabuckthorn is a very popular, very traditional berry in Russia. You know, if, if your grandma had a garden, for sure there was a bush of seabuckthorn and you would enjoy it all summer long. So it's exciting to see, you know, a very native traditional berry making it into skincare. Uh, we also have a honey and raspberry scrub. Um, you know, Russian women are very big on cleansing, um, you know, uh, cleansing your face just, you know, beyond makeup removal, scrubbing, uh, like using cleansing masks, using other types of products that help um, cleanse and perfect the complexion. So, you know, the honey and raspberry scrub is really good. We have a mask from Laboratorium. It's it's a dry mask. It actually, I actually have it here. So it comes in a tube. And you you just uh, put like a teaspoon of that mask and then you dissolve it into like with milk, either milk or water or sour cream. So you can control your consistency. You can also control nutrients your skin gets uh, from milk or sour cream or just plain water if you want it thinner. Um, and it has uh, spirulina, which is a form of seaweed um, and um, old flour, um, corn flour. So all of the natural ingredients in this mask is organic as well and 100% natural. So I'd say these three come to mind. Um, I mean, of course, there are many more products and that's a great idea for cleansing. Yeah. Yeah. And what's great about most of our products that almost well, are either 99 or 100% natural. Many are organic and they have EcoCert certification and they're also done with sustainability in mind. And another thing that actually came after the fact that was not the criteria for me when I was choosing the brands and products to work with, but turns out that all of our brands are either founded or co-founded by women. Oh, wow. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, which to me was pretty remarkable because if you look at traditional beauty companies, in many cases, there are men who are at the helm. Like, of course, now more modern companies have women who are either the founders or CEOs. But given that Russia is just generally from a society perspective, it's like falling more on the traditional side when yeah. it comes to gender equality. To see women at the helm of all of these brands is truly remarkable. Is there something else that they do that's like unique to Russian women and their beauty routines that maybe we could learn from 
in the U.S.? Yes, I think cleansing is definitely a part of the equation. Um, another thing is, um, you know, it's a holistic approach to beauty because, you know, um, again, we did not have a luxury of, you know, extensive and expensive skincare routines for generations, uh, like manufactured beauty products. It was, you know, the products, they had to work and they had to have this natural element to them. So it's like also thinking beyond skincare. It's the food that you consume. It's the lifestyle that you have. It's, you know, the, the hours, like sleep hours that you get. It's the stress level. It's like all of those things, they really come together. And when it comes to ingredients specifically, there is a very interesting category that I discovered in Russia. Personally, I have not heard of it before while I was working in the beauty industry here. It's a category called hydrolates. So hydrolates, they, they are very similar to floral waters, but they're not floral waters per se. They're the extractions of herbs and herbs that have some medicinal benefits. Um, you know, they've been used for treating different types of, um, you know, health concerns, but then also used on skin. So now what many brands do, um, a lot of brands that we work with, they carry hydrolates, they distill, they steam distill the plants, the herbs, and then those little droplets that evaporate, that's what forms a hydrolate. The exciting part is that this is something that you can use on your skin. It comes like in a bottle, like a spray form. So you can spray your face throughout the day. You can also use it on your hair, or you can also use it as a body spray to give the hydration and give the nutrients to the skin beyond the face. So it's a, it's a true multitasker. It smells like herbs. So if you're looking for a fancy uh, fragrancy type of a scent, that's not the product. It smells like distilled herbs in their purest form, but they are phenomenal. And you have them, you sell them on your website too. Yes, we have we have only three. So, you know, since it's a new category, we wanted to take it slow and just introduce a little bit at a time. But there are definitely more hydrolase out there that I cannot wait to get my hands on. So when did you officially launch? Yeah, so the site went live in February. However, it was sort of for friends and family in a way. Mm -hmm. And then May, we started to be a bit more vocal about it and really try to get the word out about Russian beauty. Exactly. Yeah. So it's brand new. <laughs> and I saw you were on an Allure panel. Yeah. So Allure, they, they were very interested in the concept of Russian beauty. So, and of course, you know, Allure being the, the beauty, beauty Bible. Bible. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they were very interested in the concept and they, they did a beautiful story on Russian beauty arriving to the U.S., highlighting some of our key products and key brands, really talking about what Russian beauty is, uh, you know, the essence of it. Um, yeah. So that was our, you know, like the way I like to think about that, that was our official launch in the U.S. We were very, very excited and happy that, um, you know, such an important outlet, uh, the Beauty Bible highlighted us. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. I mean, and you mentioned marathoning. I know you're so busy with launching your company. Have you been training or do you have any races coming up? What's your like endurance sports landscape look like these days? Oh, that's a great question. And I've actually taken on more of a cheerleader role this year. Uh, my husband got into triathlons. Oh, wow. Well, I've been cheering him on throughout his journey and he's my co-founder. Right. So, you know, we, we, we do business together, we do sports together. And while I don't have any races planned up for myself, I'm thinking that maybe there is a chance to do a relay together with him where he will do biking and swimming and maybe I'll do the running piece. Uh, we don't know yet. We haven't decided. We haven't registered for a relay, but that's something that's on my mind. Yeah. Uh, 
hopefully, you know, like a larger, longer distance, maybe half Ironman. I don't know. We need to train. Uh, <laughs> I've been entrenched with the, all of the business questions. So, um, yeah, I, mean, I definitely need to train. But that's uh, that's that's a thought that's been on my mind. So you did you did the Moscow Marathon and New York City Marathon, but you've done other marathons too. So I did uh, three New York City marathons, okay. one of them being virtual, and then I did a Moscow in 2019. Got it. And we ran the New York City Marathon together. Well, not together, but I saw you. <laughs> it, it's like one of the highlights of that marathon for me, for sure. I because you. I was like, oh, yeah. Yes. What are the odds of even seeing someone in the crowd? Yeah. Like in that I know. Running yeah. And I'm totally blind. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> and it was right after we got off the bridge, right? So we were running up First yeah. Avenue. Yes. And <laughs> that was that's like where it gets really tough, right? So... What do you love the most about marathons since you've done a few? Oh, it just gives me so much energy and so much inspiration. I mean, my running journey actually started during the time when I needed inspiration and empowerment the most. Um, And, you know, it only started uh, less than five years ago. I lost my job and it was right after my honeymoon and right before the holiday season was about to start. And I was panicking and I wasn't sure what to do. And New York City Marathon 2016 was taking place at about the same time. And I was watching the runners. That was my first time watching a marathon. And I was so inspired. I felt I, I felt so much happiness for every single runner. I wanted to hug each and every one of yeah. them and just cheer them on. And then it just made me think like, okay, I may never be able to run a marathon. I've never been a runner, never run a mile in my life. Like never like 100 meters never happened. And I felt, well, what if I were just give it a try and go to a gym and like get on a treadmill and see what happens. I've never been on a treadmill before. And I decided to do that. I did. Um, I felt fine. Like my goal was to last for five minutes and I did last for five minutes and I lasted for 10 and then for half an hour. And then I started to put those goals in front of me and it just gave me so much confidence and so much energy that I could truly believe in myself. And that had such a reflection on my, not only life as a beginning athlete, but then also as a professional. And I credit running for finding a dream job back then for, you know, getting the position that I was like hoping to get and dreaming about. And running has been my guardian angel in a way throughout my, you know, like the past four and a half or five years since yeah. I started doing that. And, you know, even with launching a business, it's, it's, it's been very helpful because it gave me so much confidence and so much stamina and just, you know, besides, being a physical sport running as you know is all in your head it's more of so it gave me that confidence that everything is possible because you know five years ago marathon for me was not possible and it made me believe that it is so same thing with business I this is my first business I've never had a business before or I've never dreamt of starting a business and it gave me confidence to really reassess and think. And I feel like the trip to Moscow to run a marathon, it's sort of ominous that that served as that starting point for me to think about the business or think about connecting my life in the U.S. and my Russian background. And because of running, it all came together. There really are so many parallels between running, marathoning and entrepreneurship. I feel like a lot of the time with business, like you have things to do, you have work to do. 
there's challenges in front of you and you have to overcome them. You have to climb over that wall. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. And I also feel like, you know, no matter like in running, no matter how much you plan for it and no matter mm-hmm. what strategy in mind there will be things that will throw you off track like there will be things that will happen like especially if you go to a different state or to a different country yeah you know like some cultural things like the environment the setup could be very different and this may not be something that you train for or prepared for so I feel like this is the same in business because in business like yes you have a very good plan in your head but the circumstances sometimes they just happen and it's just having the flexible like having the flexibility, yeah. um, having that mindset that you, no matter what the plan, like you'll still have to fine tune and you'll have to find a way and like think on your feet, like literally. Yeah, you have to be able to pivot. Exactly, exactly. And like being creative about things because, you know, like for example, in New York, we know um, in the marathon setting, like there is uh, a fluid station and a bathroom station on every single mile. Right. In Moscow, that's not the case. And I've been training for years, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like this is uh this is what it's gonna be and it was not so like okay what's what's the way around that how I can prepare myself so I actually brought I flew in with my own Gatorade because I wasn't sure if Gatorade would be available that's so, so I, smart yeah yeah Did you, so what just, was the marathon like is it was it hilly was it flat um it wasn't too hilly there were a couple of bridges um you know couple of tricky places the weather was very tricky though because it's uh it's at the end of September and we had all types of possible weather we had well it was 37 degrees to begin with um cold sorry I also I made a face but I also have to say it out loud in the microphone because the audio and the video might be separate so yeah that's cold very very cold 37 degrees um we had rain, it was drizzling at the beginning. So, you know, I had like a little uh, plastic thing, like a poncho all over me. So that helped prevent all of it. And then as I started to run, I dropped the poncho and then the rain started to pour, the sun came out. The moment the sun, you know, the clouds came over, it started to hail and oh. the rain. And so during that like four something hours, I got all types of weather. <laughs> I got wet a few times, I dried out a few times, but at the end of the day, it was amazing. But I think the weather, it was definitely the major obstacle. I don't even remember that hills were a problem or like the terrain was an issue. It was all about like, okay, raining again, that's fine. I can do that. We've been through that before. I always plan for something to go wrong, in fact. And so if it doesn't go wrong, then that's great. (laughs) That's a nice, (laughs) that's kind of my philosophy with triathlon anyway. And I didn't plan that for the marathon and some, and my music didn't work. And, you know, that was a really big lesson for me with the marathon because I was so miserable with the music not working. I mean, and you know, there's a lot of crowds and people cheering you on, but I still was like, had a whole playlist that I created that was, you know, electronic dance music. And then there was like 80s rock. And I had this whole journey I planned through the music. Didn't work. And I was so bummed out. And I just was like, you know, I spent a long time being angry about the music. Mm -hmm. And then I just kept going. But and the last thing that happened to me, I was doing a triathlon and my goggles broke. And I was halfway in the swim. And I went back to the beach like I got out of the water because I really couldn't see and I started to panic whatever it wasn't like a major race it wasn't an Ironman I wouldn't have been able to compete if it was an Ironman and I had never in a million years thought that my goggles would break yeah I mean things happen and you're just like what 
what? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's just, yeah, being, being ready that something may happen and just uh, keeping an open mind. I think that's, that's the way to put that. Just like be open to whatever life Embrace can give Embrace what's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I think you should totally do a triathlon and do the run like a 70.3 with your husband. Do it as a relay. It's super fun. I've done a relay before. I did the bike and the run. So it was, you know, you're supposed to let somebody else do one of the sports, but I was just like didn't want to do the swim. And then they canceled the swim. So I totally could have done the swim. Oh, yeah. That's what happened in New York City. Um, Yeah, that did happen. um, A couple of weeks ago, I think they canceled the swim as well. Did your husband do, which races has he done? So this year he did, um, oh, I forgot the name of the lake, but it was in the lake uh, somewhere near Sorgeries. It was a sprint. So he did that. He's doing another sprint in a couple of weeks. And um, he's aiming for the Olympic distance. Um, I forgot where are they going to be? They're somewhere like around upstate New York, Westchester area. Okay, I know in September there's one in, um, I think it's Harriman. It's called Tough Man. I think that's the one he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Are you in it as well? I didn't. I'm going to do an Olympic distance in the Hamptons that I like that's in the bay that I normally swim in it's um it can be very choppy which tends to freak me out but uh yeah no I usually do I've been doing the race for like 10 years I love it it's a great race yeah I know he was looking at that one and then it was either sold out it was just like a long way for us to get there and we want to spend in the Hamptons so yeah but we I, I remember that was on the list do you miss anything about having a job and working in an office? Yeah. So, I mean, it's only been a few months. So I think, you know, everything is still seems very new and very fresh. Um, What is missing, I think, is the structure and the idea that, you know, in a corporate environment, everything is already preset in a way, right? Like you have certain protocols and certain processes in place. You may be happy about them. You may not be, but there is something that you can base some things off and then just take it from there, take it to the next level. In the business setting, you know, you start from scratch and especially being the first um, company that talks about Russian beauty, like all of the content that we develop, we develop it. Like there is no narrative. There is much that is available so it's really starting from scratch in like the most in the purest meaning of that set in of that phrase so it's uh it's it's been interesting I mean I do I do miss the crowds and miss the people I guess that's the nature of working in PR for so long because you know uh, you know better than anyone uh we are used to going to events and hosting events and just having networking opportunities and, and like talking on the phone all day and sending emails and just being constantly in contact with people exactly exactly and I mean now contact with people means a whole a whole different thing yeah. you know we don't go we don't meet in person as much these days and now with the new regulations in place right like with yeah. the QR codes and whatnot so it's it's interesting but um yeah I think um I'm sure that meetings will come back at one point and as our company continues to grow we'll be um hopefully hosting more events or doing more of the in-person interaction Um, you know I'm also thinking about opportunities to go to Russia and uh get a closer look at the brands and at the beauty scene again with a bit of a different perspective this time around compared to two years ago when I was very new to that whole idea. Um, But yeah, I'd say, you know, the two things I miss about the 
old world and the corporate, right, like the job. corporate job world. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ha- it's having that structure, having a larger team, having, you know, the resources. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's just the beginning here. So I'm sure we'll, we'll establish things little by little. Slowly you put protocols in place and you mm-hmm. see what things work for you as a brand, as a retailer, what strategies or tactics or, you know, social media or marketing or promote. It's like, you're doing everything now. So exactly. that's also super exciting, right? You're totally, you have all the time. So what do you love about this newness to having your own company? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an opportunity to really explore different areas because, you know, in my past life, it was uh, PR with a hint of social media, a hint of marketing, but right. mostly one area of expertise. And now that's been expanding exponentially, yes. you know, it's not just PR. I mean, you have like only maybe an hour, like half an hour a day to spend on that because other other hours in the day are consumed by other things, you know, updating our site, working with our brand partners abroad, uh, working on all types of other things that I never even thought of. I didn't know they existed. So now I'm I'm learning and I'm getting into the groove. And you know, it's it's an exciting journey, but like also having an opportunity to bring something that has never been available. Um, on the market here and you know people may think like okay us has everything which it does in a way and i was very excited to discover that everything but russian beauty so you know having an opportunity to be the first to trailblaze in a way that gives me a lot of energy and it also makes me very um you know keeps me stay connected with my roots as well and you know I've been in New York for about 15 years I was just gonna ask you yeah does your family still live in Russia or are they here too my mom is here so she's been here for about six years or so but I've been here for basically my entire adult life and I at one point I I sort of, I felt like I lost that connection with my culture and with what's been going on in Moscow. Like, I mean, even my hometown, I'm not from Moscow, but you know, Moscow is the epicenter of everything. Yeah. Uh, so I, I felt like I lost the connection and I wanted to assimilate. Like when I arrived to the US, like I was like, oh, like I, I want to scratch the past. I want to really reestablish uh, my career, my, like who I am here in this country. And after that visit, in 2019 I haven't been there in 10 years that was my first visit to Russia in 10 years I felt an immense connection and now I feel like I'm so blessed with having an opportunity to you know still have my lifestyle the way I get used to for about 15 years and still have that connection through beauty and it's it's just like a perfect blend of my career and my lifestyle and my background just everything came together in that one piece yeah and and maybe you could find some beauty products for marathoners that would just be like the full you know like some kind of good clean sunscreen or something that yeah, that, that's a great idea. That's uh, Rumor 2.0. <laughs> yeah, totally. Speaking of Rumor 2.0, are you planning to do any physical pop-ups or anything like in 2022? So that we, I think we just have to see and take it, uh, you know, one step at a time because we thought we were going back to normal, right? Just a yeah. few months ago. 
people started to go out again and enjoy and now we are taking a step back so i think you know because the situation is so tricky we just have to wait and see uh possibly i mean pop-up i love the idea of a pop-up because i feel like in the beauty space it's very important to yeah. Have this intimate connection with the beauty product before you commit like uh, try the texture you know enjoy the scent see the bottle touch it so there are a lot of different things that go into that so i would love to have an opportunity to introduce russian beauty products from that perspective uh but i think the timing needs to be right and yeah. comfortable just because now it's uh it's very tricky did you have you done any digital pop-up uh not yet i mean we have just launched so have we been thinking yeah. it one at the time but yes we were thinking about that because a lot of um not a lot but i know that some of the uh beauty companies mostly beauty boxes they do flash sales online they yeah. do pop up online so it's an interesting concept for sure definitely that's a great exposure it's a good way to get the word out and um you know get people excited and uh, excited to try the products so yes i i see that coming up in the near future um that's exciting now but uh yeah we've uh we, we are taking it one step at a time just like really building the platform on our own and we will be actually introducing a few new products uh in about a month or so so we um yeah we are working on that so um a lot of exciting things to come fingers crossed do you have any fall beauty secrets for people maybe as the weather I, i'm just thinking about new yorkers but like as the weather starts to change maybe it's not fall for everyone but you know, as it starts to go from like hot and humid to, you know, cooler temperatures, you know, are there some things that people should be thinking about in their beauty routine? And I know this is like an evergreen PR question, but I just feel like <laughs> you never know. There may be someone who doesn't know it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think hydration is key, no matter no matter the season or the weather. Um, and, you know, in Russia as well, like hydration is very important just because the temperatures, yeah. they... they I mean, in September in Moscow, we had a 37 degree weather. Yeah. And in my town, which is in Siberia, the temperatures go completely crazy. Um, so yeah, hydration is very important. Uh, we will be introducing a new serum um, actually in a couple of months that will have a lot of hydrating benefits. I love it serums has- and oils. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, when it comes to cleansing, we have hydrophilic cleansing oils. It's a very interesting category as well, because it's, uh, it's a blend. It's like an in-between between um, a cleansing balm and a cleansing oil. So it has this beautiful buttery, like melted butter texture and it comes mm-hmm. in a So it's very hygienic as well. You don't need to dip your fingers or anything and it's not dripping. So basically it's it's like a creamy buttery texture that you massage into the face and then you wash it off and it helps preserve the moisture in the skin because it's, it's an oil in nature. So it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful product category as well. Um, I feel like, you know, people don't necessarily like cleansing oils for various reasons. Some do, some don't, but this is a beautiful texture that um, I personally have been enjoying so much. So I like that combination. Yeah, it seals in the moisture and yeah, it doesn't dry the skin out and that's the best part of it. So I would say for winter months, um, you know, fall months, uh, cleansing oil is definitely the route to go when it comes to cleansing. And yeah, I mean, masks are great too. You know, if you use an overnight mask that helps seal in the moisture, it just pretty much everything that help, helps preserve the hydration yeah. uh, without over drying or damaging the skin in any way, like that will be the key to go. Since you are a runner and have done several marathons, how do you take care of your skin? Recommended routine for somebody who's like constantly running, doing sports, athletics? 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'd say sunscreen is definitely key. And, you know, when I run, uh, I'm very diligent about that. So um, it has nothing with Russian beauty, but I discovered that the sunscreen that is clear. So, you know, you, you don't have like the white cast, which ends like very smooth. It just goes so well on your skin. Um, so I've been using that a lot. Uh, it's, I think it's one called invisible sunscreen. I, I don't remember, but uh, it's, it's a phenomenal product that I've been enjoying. Uh, but yeah, hydration is a very important too, as you've mentioned. And, and I think hydration for runners or athletes of all types, it really should be inside and outside. Yeah. Like, of course, outside you can apply a product that will help seal in the moisture and lock it in. But then you also need to drink water and like drink fluids throughout. And like, I find it extremely important for myself. Like I always have a bottle with me, even if I go like on a three mile run, I do like a 10K there is always a bottle of water that I constantly turn to. And I yeah. know not people, like I see people on the trail, they don't have a water bottle in their hand. And I'm like, what's going on, people? You need to drink, you need to replenish your fluids. And of course, there are some logistical parts associated with that, I'm sure, yeah. and everyone has their own style. But I do feel like uh, when it comes to beauty and skincare, it's it's the effort that you do on the outside, but then it's also, you know, more exactly. of a life wellness approach it's your nutrition it's your hydration it's like all of those things that go into place I don't use makeup when I run I know some people have some makeup they want to look pretty maybe they take a selfie like I do not um you just go with bare skin and feel very comfortable about that um and yes I mean cleansing you know go back to like once you're done with running um all of the like sweat and the salts and like all of the elements that you are sweating out, it's important to cleanse um, and also find something that may cool your skin down, like products that have some cooling effect because I personally, like I get overheated easily and yeah. I have very clear complexion. So for me, like I turn red right away, uh, even after a mile, even when it's cold and <laughs> I need something that will cool my skin down a little bit. So I've been using um, products to do that and yeah. they can come in different it could be um it could be a facial mist uh it could be a mask um it's just honestly a personal preference sleep is such an important part of your beauty routine too right and just generally being well so as are you getting any sleep I mean are you working 24 7 like how are you taking care of yourself with your new business yeah, I'm trying to be good about that. I'm trying to get at least six or seven hours. Um, you know, sometimes it's a challenge. Sometimes there are things that do keep me up at night. Um, but I feel like also, you know, going back to um, running marathons and drawing parallels, if you don't get enough sleep before the marathon, you can do it. Like you yeah. can function or you will function, but it's not going to be the same. Yeah. So I feel it's it's the same story you know you need to um you need to be well rested you need to take care of yourself first um and better things will come uh because it's it's not sustainable to to run i don't know four or five hours of sleep and do it consistently so yeah absolutely as much as i can and you know when we've been uh, having initial conversations with our brand partners in russia the time difference is crazy right there is uh, I believe an eight hour difference now with my, it changes because we, we, we are like in, in different, um, you know, like we change the time in spring and in the fall right, they and they, do that. Not, yeah. they do not. So it's interesting because like, sometimes there is a seven hour difference. Sometimes there is an eight hour difference. Yeah. Um, it gets confusing, yeah. but you get used to it. Like I've been doing a lot of interviews on zoom and talking to people all over the world. And I still have, I have to be so careful about what time it is. I never know what time it is. Like, right. 
<laughs> I, I right. like what's, you know, I, I don't know, a lot of calls in Europe too. So mm-hmm. yeah, very confusing. And, you know, back then we had to wake up super early to squeeze in as many calls as we could before the actual 9am working day would begin at my job. So it it was a challenge because, you know, we wanted to work through the evening and then into the night. And then we had to wake up at five to have a call at six or seven hour time. So uh, that was definitely a challenging period in our life. Uh, but now now things are better. And now also, you know, I put more time into business. I don't need to be at work at 9 a.m. anymore. So it gives me a lot of flexibility. Well, this is so much fun and it's so exciting. I'm super psyched for you and your new business. And I love the products that you sent me and um, thank you. Thank you so much. And it's been such a pleasure and such an honor to be on this podcast and speaking with you. And it's such a pleasure to reconnect. It's been a while. So I'm very excited. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram, and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 